there. Welcome to the Real World NP Podcast. I'm Liz Rohr, family nurse practitioner, educator, and founder of Real World NP, an educational company for nurse practitioners in primary care. I'm on a mission to equip and guide new nurse practitioners so that they can feel confident, capable, and take the best care of their patients. If you're looking for clinical pearls and practice tips without the fluff, you're in the right place. Make sure you subscribe and leave a review so you won't miss an episode. Plus, you'll find links to all the episodes with extra goodies over at realworldnp.com slash podcast. I usually record intros, but I feel like why don't we just like in the spirit of like, this is just real life authenticity. People get to listen in on our conversations. Do you want to just like say hello? And yeah, yeah, let like, we're just going to, just to, just to frame, it's going to be super easy. We're just going to chill convo. Well, go ahead. Hey, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I am, I'm so excited and a little bit nervous to be back on the mic. It's been kind of a long time for me since I've recorded a podcast at all. Uh, And it's been a hot minute since you and I have recorded a podcast. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. No, totally. Yeah. It's, um, it's odd. I feel like I took a break. And I feel like we were just, um, and I don't know about you, but I, I feel like this year has just been so interesting. I'm kind of an astrology woo-woo person and there's been some astrological big things happening this year. Who knows if that's the cause, but I just feel like there's been a huge shift for me and a lot of other people. And I wonder if that's been the case for you, but like when you and I first met each other it was because we both have our company. So real world MP and you have the resume RX and, um, I don't know, I feel like we were just on this specific path and then I feel like something just has really shifted. So yeah, it's been, it's been a minute. So it's just nice to talk to you. So I I think the thing that we're, that our aim for today was really just, um, one of the things I want to do with this podcast season is one thing that I'm really noticing, I should say, is that, I don't know, just the landscape in general has changed where it's like, not just us feeling that way. It's not just online business feeling that way. It really feels like clinics are like that, whether it's because of COVID it's because it's kind of like the first generations of new NPs that are coming out of COVID times. I don't know, but I just, I feel like you and I wanted, I wanted to have you on to just have like a, we have so many chats about just NP life and NP career stuff. And you have so much insight and wisdom and like, yeah, I just wanted to be like a chat. So I think that one of the things that you and I talked about is, um, like our NP is okay. <laughs> like I just, <laughs> yeah. you said that off camera, off recording, but I just, I'm yeah. Say more about that. Yeah. So I feel, I agree. When we first connected, we were very much talking about practical strategies on how to navigate clinical things, how to navigate job searching, like very much this silo of, you know, here's your clinical world in this little bubble. Here's your job search in this little bubble. You know, how do we have the best work-life balance? And like, it was, it was sunshiny. Um, And I feel like since COVID and even, you know, in this post COVID, like post COVID world is a disaster also, right? Like the world is very heavy. It seems like one serious tragedy or trauma after another. And I don't know, like, we can't just talk about this insulated world anymore of, 
of, okay, here's NP school. Here's studying for your board, sunshiny, get a job. Like it's mm-hmm. in here's such a bigger context. A job. Here's how to, you know, and all those things are still relevant, of course, but yeah, you can't, you can't talk about one without the other. Sorry, go ahead. I get excited yeah, no, and I no. interrupt. <laughs> I, no, I, I love it. Um, but yeah, that's what I was thinking when you asked me, like, what should we talk about today? I'm just wondering, are, are NPs okay? And, and what sparked this idea was I recently joined a Facebook group that's side hustles for nurse practitioners, because I just wanted to see like, what's going on? What are people asking about? What are they looking for outside of the traditional, you know, NP Facebook groups, which Mm -hmm. are more clinically focused and Mm -hmm. a little bit more, um, insulated. And, um, I'm but just, also, can mean, I just add that they're kind of a dumpster fire? I don't know which ones oh, you're oh, in, but yeah, just, I don't know. They're all dumpster in fires. the last four years, they've become a dumpster fire. And yes. I really feel badly that there's like not really much to offer. And no offense. If you have one of those Facebook groups, it's not about you. It's just, I think that there's a cultural aspect of where people are at. And then it just, it's not great. It's not yeah, great. no, I, I totally agree. And unfortunately it's also where so many of us kind of keep a pulse on our mm-hmm. profession, right? Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. we're so uh, kind of on our own Island. So often in the clinical environments we work in and, you know, especially with COVID it's like, we all went online to really find mm-hmm. um, that community. And, and I'm not really sure that the in-person communities have been rebuilt and, and even for NPs, you know, I've talked about this before. If you're not working on a floor as a floor, you know, as a staff nurse Mm. where you're working with so many other nurses all day, every day, you know, you're not getting that same sense of community as an NP, which is, you know, a little bit of a sidecar, but, um, so I joined this Facebook group because I wanted to see what's, what's going on. And I'm just, I'm getting the sense that there's this level of desperation Mm. happening, um, where NPs are looking for, you know, the next best thing or their meal ticket or urgently Mm -hmm. needing some sort of side hustle to generate money Mm -hmm. right now. Um, And I think it, you know, opens up a bigger conversation to, you know, first of all, are the NP jobs that exist, are the employers doing right by them? Are we providing livable wages? Um, You know, I hope there's a whole other conversation about, you know, NPs as household contributors and, caregivers, that type of thing, but also like there's this desperation for, for money and like, what's going on in our economy, what's going Mm. on in terms of, um, like, how can we support each other? Um, I don't know. This is kind of what, what my feeling is these Mm. days. And, and it's what I've been noodling on and thinking about and how I can, you know, show up for NPs and help them, um, you know, what do people need right now? Where, mm-hmm. where is the struggle? Because I don't get the sense that everyone's in a great place. Yeah. Yeah. It's really interesting. Cause it's like, have people withdrawn from online spaces because people are just over being on screens or is it just like the energy to have extra energy outside of the working space to like join a forum and talk about topics versus like the only thing that's going to bring me online into this Facebook group is to be like, I fucking need, Oh, watch my language. (laughs) I really need some help. (laughs) We're getting real casual here. These are the real conversations being recorded. Um, but yeah, it's just, um, yeah. And I guess like, I think when I've, I've made podcasts in the past, um, I feel, or just like any sort of content, I kind of have this feeling of like, I need to be this leader that has all the answers, um, and not that I'm not a leader and not that you and I are not leaders in our field, just by nature of being nurse practitioners of being public faces, having a lot of experience. Right. But like at the same time, I think it's also okay for us to just talk about 
I don't know, just talk about what's real and what the feelings are and not necessarily have all the answers. You know, it's like, yeah, it's just, it's interesting, I guess. Like, so what do you, what do you make of that? Like, where do you feel like that kind of has you thinking about, um, I guess, I guess, are you in kind of like a data gathering phase of trying to understand what's going on with people? Do you feel like that has you thinking about where this profession is going? Like, what are your, wh where are you in that kind of process of thinking about that? Yeah, I think mostly, you know, my initial response is usually to be like, okay, how can I help? Where, where do I fit into mm -hmm. this mm -hmm. conversation? How can I assist? And I have noticed mm -hmm. that, you know, with content for the resume RX, you know, I'm not putting out my podcast anymore. Mm -hmm. Um, things, you know, are kind of living on in this way that, you know, I have so much content that I continue to share because it's, it's still there. But when I'm thinking about creating new content, I kind of feel like out of touch, not out of touch, but like, I'm not really sure it feels silly for me to create new content about mm -hmm. resumes and job interviews and mm -hmm. negotiating, mm -hmm. because I just feel like mm -hmm. the context is so much bigger these days. And, um, yeah. it also makes me wonder like, all right, are, are NPs looking for new solutions on how to use their mm. talents, mm -hmm. right? It's made me wonder, um, you know, we can talk about this more, but in my new day job, I mm -hmm. talk with NPs all day who are mostly starting their own businesses, starting their own practices specifically. Um, and it's made me wonder, okay, is there, is there a need for more content on how to start your own telemedicine practice or how mm -hmm. to start your own brick and mortar practice? Um, but then I worry that, you know, people will latch onto that as kind of a get rich quick mm -hmm, type of mm -hmm. scheme when in reality, and you and I mm -hmm. both know that starting any sort of business, you know, it takes a while for you to be profitable yeah. and to start paying yourself. And, um, it's not this big kind of pie in the sky dream that some unethical marketers like to yeah. advertise it as. Yeah. Absolutely. And I think, I think you said before we started recording was that the, you're sort of noticing a trend of like, some people are like, yeah, I really want to start a business. I really want to start my own practice. Um, and they're taking those kind of intentional pathway steps forward. And then you have like some other people who are kind of presenting as like this, like grasping place of desperation. And I, I guess the thing that's kind of coming to me as we're talking about this is like, I think one of the big shifts, thankfully I've noticed some of this with real world NP, like interacting with the community. I don't know if I've had any influence. If I have, amazing. But if not, maybe that's just like the larger, the larger uh, perspective. But I feel like I'm hearing a lot more people doing self honor, making self honoring choices. Mm. Um, where, like, for example, when I would post, um, I used to do this a lot more regularly on Instagram, posting the stories of like, you know, share your weekly wins, and a lot of it would be very much like I passed my boards and I got a new job and stuff like that, and all those things are beautiful and they still come through. But I'm seeing a lot more people being like, you know what, I said no. I left my toxic job. Mm -hmm. I stopped work, even though I had more things that I had to do. I took care of myself today. You know, like I, I made fun plans for this weekend, even though I have all these notes to finish. So I guess, I, yeah, I guess I'm just, I guess we're kind of just mulling over what's going on right now. Is that like, is, are the tides kind of turn? like on the one hand, are people really struggling still because they are like, is the reason they're in desperation is because of COVID times? Is it because their jobs are not paying them equitably? Um, or they're still in that kind of like hustle culture? Or is it that like, I don't know, maybe people are just kind of over it because of the 20, <laughs> 2020s that have been so far um, versus like, yeah, is this like the direction that our profession is moving is people are just 
I don't know, making more of those self-honoring choices and how do we support people, I guess, in doing that? Cause like, I think that's one of the things that it, like making this new podcast season is talking a lot more about life and a lot more about balance. And I've even noticed that. So Brianna on my team does group mentorship cohorts. And a lot of the topics that they're talking about now are so much less clinical and so much more about balance in life mm. and making this work. So I don't know. It's just, it's, um, I guess, I guess where I'm, I'm at right now is just, I feel like, I feel, um, like a lot of heart heaviness, right. Yeah. But like, yeah. I also like have this like impulse to be like, what are the answers? What do we do from here? <laughs> right. Which isn't always the right direction to go. You know, it's like, yeah. um, that whole question, which, um, you know, when you hear a complaint from someone, this works really well in like interpersonal relationships, do you need support or solutions? Mm -hmm. Yes. Right. Um, mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. you know, for those of us who tend to be very solution oriented, it's like, all right, I see the problem. I've assessed the problem. Now let me hypothesize the solutions. Mm -hmm. Right. But like, sometimes we just need to hold space for the, for the things that are coming up and, you know, honoring the people who are making self-honoring choices and, mm -hmm. and applauding that. Because I think that, you know, what COVID has taught so many of us is, to ask ourselves a question of mm. what's it all for. Yeah. Um, I know that's been like a big existential question that has come up for me. Oh you my know, God, what's, me too. what's it all for? Yeah. Um, what is worth my time? What is most important to me? And it's, it's too bad that we had to go through that collective experience for that to, you know, really become a priority. But I think that it has, uh, and I hope that it has. And, and so I hope that people are continuing to ask that question as they navigate their careers and continue to ditch the toxic work environments and to make more of these choices that help them figure out what's important. Um, I just get a little bit nervous in the context of today's economy and, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm seeing, uh, so in one of the other Facebook groups, I'm such a lurker, uh, in one of the other Facebook groups I'm in, um, that's all about remote nursing jobs. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, almost every day I see a post of my company is laying off, you know, hundreds of employees, yeah. you know, nurses who are getting laid off from their remote jobs. Um, and so I don't know, it just makes me a little bit nervous to, um, to realize the kind of power play of like who holds the power right now? Is it the mm -hmm. employee or the employer? Right. And I feel like over time that goes back and forth and historically it goes back and forth and it just makes me wonder, okay, where are we at now? Mm -hmm. Um, because I feel like during COVID, you know, for healthcare workers, healthcare worker employees had the power. Yeah. Absolutely. Right? Um, but now I'm sensing a shift in the other direction, um, which, you know, has me feeling a little bit uneasy and, and wondering how best to guide people. Um, because you know, the, the power has shifted. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I know it's, it's just so, it's so tricky because then people also talk about like, I have loan repayment that I have to manage. <laughs> And that's like, it's not just about my regular paychecks. It's about my, you know, my, my mortgage or my kids or myself or yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I think that, um, 
one thing that's really kind of coming up, I think for both of us is that, um, there are, um, there are really concrete things that we can control right in our lives. And those are things that like, for example, like your business and my business, like both help people with, right. So people, you know, regardless of the of the economy of the world at large, like if we are working as a nurse practitioner, we're probably going to need to do some lab interpretation, right? Depending on our role. <laughs> so it's like, okay, that still is like a service, a help. Those are tools. Those are concrete things that we can control in our lives. Right. And then for you, for example, like you're helping people with resumes and interviewing and negotiations and stuff like that. Um, and also, um, I think kind of the theme of what we're leading towards is like, it's not, um, or of like what we're kind of both thinking about right now is that it's not just about, um, there's like a bigger question and a bigger landscape and a bigger um, perspective that I think the whole, I'm feeling like a lot of other people are bringing this to the profession too, of like, what is like discernment actually look like, which I feel like is maybe like a total turn from things that we've talked about before, but it's like, um, so I paused recording for a sec just to check in and you were saying about how um, you've, I think it'd be really helpful to share like what it looks like behind the scenes of like for, and I can share two of my process as well, but like you and I have been both in this place for a couple of years of like really like, you know, personal development and discernment of like what it is that like makes us happy and fulfilled. And like, there's a, there's a both and there of like, yes, we all have to kind of pay the bills and we can also take actionable steps and um, at least hold on to hope and striving towards something that's like the most fulfilling for us. Um, so yeah, do you want to, do you want to share, I guess, in terms of like, you know, turning towards like a more like potentially, you know, optimistic and and hopeful um, perspective on what we're talking about. Like what is, what has your process been over the last um, couple of years when it comes to um, being in that place? Like, cause I feel like you've been in that place of like, gosh, um, I feel like you'd be comfortable with me saying this, but like, I, like, do I have the money this month to pay the things that I need to pay for? Right. Like, so you have the financial pressures and then you have the life pressures and then you have like, do I, am I happy in this job? Like, things like that. Yeah. Do you want to, what do you want to share about that? Yeah. Yeah. So I'll say that, you know, for a good three years, two and a half, three years, the resume RX was really my primary focus in terms of my time and my work. It was, you know, the primary source of income for kind of my contribution to the household. And it really was a great solution for me when, after my youngest was born. So she's now four. Um, but really, you know, the first two and a half, three years of her life, this was, you know, my main focus. And it was also kind of during COVID in a, in a time when, you know, we were all online and, um, it really, it, it, it was, it worked out, right. It was something that I had done on the side that I always believed in, if that I could do, if it was my primary thing, but I was just too afraid to do it. Um, oh, and it was, totally. it was COVID that forced me, mm -hmm. forced me into it. And in hindsight, you know, I'm, I'm glad that it gave me that push because, um, you know, I saw tremendous success in the business and, you know, a little over a year ago, I would say like, I kind of, and we talked about this a lot, you and I, um, I got into this existential <laughs> questioning situation of, okay, how fulfilling is this business to me? Is it, is it serving me in all the, um, in all the ways that I need it to, which as you mentioned, like, is it financially serving me? Is it, you know, serving me from a place of fulfillment? Do I have new and important things to say? And I, felt like I kind of got, um, a little, I, I won't burn out is too strong of a word. Um, but a little indifferent towards the things that I was teaching on and talking about. <clears throat> so I made 
you know, some decisions of what was going to be next. And this was coupled with the fact that I moved to a new state. Um, and I, after, you know, not working clinically for three years, I'm going to be up for recertification, um, in a couple of years. And I knew that I had to get some clinical hours. So this was kind of all this one big decision of, oh, maybe it's time to, you know, dip my toe back into clinical practice. So, um, I kind of and just, to, and just to pause you for a second for people yeah. who don't know you, like you were an NP in the ER setting for about 11 years. Is that right? Um, a little, a little less than that. So, I've been an NP now for 12 years total. So, oh, okay, okay. um, so I was probably working for five years before, yeah, five or six years before I then took a step back from clinical practice to do the resume or X full time. Cool. Yeah. Cool. So sorry. So, so catching yes. back up. So you step back into clinical practice because you're due for recertification. So mm-hmm. take us from there. Yes. So I didn't really know what I wanted to do from a clinical perspective, I happen to have, um, a mentor and former faculty member who lives near to me, um, here in Connecticut who said, Hey, come work for my practice one day a week. Um, so I started doing that, uh, with her. I also picked up, um, a job doing in-home health risk assessments, uh, for a company that contracts with Medicare. So I, you know, was doing that per diem. Um, and then in, the job with my mentor, I was also learning some aesthetics. And so, um, I decided to open my own aesthetics, um, practice so that I could take care of people who were close to me. Cause there's kind of some distance issues. Uh, but long story short, I was kind of navigating these three different clinical jobs over the past, you know, up until the summer, up until this past summer for about a year, uh, and kind of figuring out, all right, what, what am I liking? What am I not liking still mm-hmm. working on the resume RX, but it, you know, taking up less of my time and, um, kind of feeling things out. And, and honestly, this is something that I felt embarrassed to talk about because, you know, I made some decisions to stop doing some of those jobs and, mm-hmm. you know, the primary care piece isn't, where my heart is. It's not Mm -hmm. as fulfilling to me as, um, as other things. So, um, kind of fast forward to this past summer, I was still part-time in most of these jobs. Um, and a full-time opportunity came my way, a full-time opportunity to work from home, working for a company that helps nurse practitioners, um, get set up with collaborating physicians. And, you know, for so many reasons, I couldn't believe how perfect this opportunity was for me. You know, it really was um, a great marriage of my clinical knowledge, plus my experience mentoring NPs, plus my experience in sales and marketing from my own my own job, um, my own business rather. So um, over the summer, I started that job at the end of June and decided to cut ties with my um, with the health risk assessment job. And then also like really dial back to the point where I'm only seeing like a handful of patients telehealth, um, through the practice with my mentor. Uh, I'm still doing aesthetics like on a Saturday morning for a few hours. Um, but, uh, really my full-time focus now is an actual full-time employed job, you know, a 40 hour a week position. It happens to be work from home with some flexibility, which I'm super grateful for, especially because I, do have three young kids who need to be taken places. And, you know, I have a husband with a two hour each way commute into New York city who, you know, isn't always 
um, able to help with those things. So that's kind of where I've been the past few months. And, um, I've, I feel like things are, are falling into place for me. Um, it means that I'm, you know, still not working full-time clinically. Uh, and honestly, I just don't think that that's my place anymore. Like, mm-hmm. um, I, I feel like my, my brain and my talents are still being put to excellent use and are just better suited in, um, these types of non-clinical roles that I've been fortunate enough to have. So that's, that's the mm. scoop. <laughs> I love that. Well, I love that for so many reasons. Um, one, obviously, cause I'm just super happy for you to become more just aligned. I know it's like a, such a buzzword, but so like so much more aligned with like who you are, what you want and what your skill set is. Um, and also like, I just love, <clears throat> I love your willingness to share that. Um, so honestly, because I think that, and I said this before uh, we were recording, Um, that there's, you and I have been in this world of like personal development for so long, um, that I think sometimes it's, it can be really novel for people to think, you know, cause I think at least before I started on this kind of journey, starting the business and all that stuff, it was like, yeah, like I went to college, I went to grad school, I got my job as a nurse practitioner in primary care. And then I burnt out and I was like, hold on, what? Like, this is what I thought I wanted to do. And this is like, kind of like the script, like the life script, like Mm -hmm. Kate Donovan, who has the burnout podcast. I I did an interview with her that will be released, I think before this comes out, but, um, but yeah, it's kind of like that, the script of like what we're supposed to do and like yes. what we're supposed to be in you know, quotation marks, if you're listening instead of watching, but um, what we're supposed to do or what we're supposed to want. And that we're like somehow have failed because like this thing doesn't excite us anymore that we used to want to do, or maybe we just reach this place and it's like, oh, that's actually not for me anymore. You know? Um, so I just really love that telling that story, just like it's, it's helpful for other people to see, especially if they're the only nurse practitioner in their family, or, um, you know, they don't really have a ton of connections or things like that. So it's such a wonderful example for people. And then I think also, I think it really speaks to, and the thing that came to me as you were talking is like, I'm, I'm, I've done a lot of work that I've sort of, I haven't done an episode on this. I don't know if that would be helpful for people, but, um, I touched on my own burnout that I've had this year when I did that episode with, um, Kate Donovan, the burnout coach. And, um, I think I've been in so many of those conversations myself that I really want to normalize for other people. If you feel like your life has been totally upended this year and you're just mm-hmm. like, what am I, like, what do I care about? What is this for? Like, I, I think one of my, one of the coaches that I'm working with, Louise Duran, um, was talking, she's like, you know what? I just have this, she's a sociologist. And she's like, I just feel like this is going to come out later, but like, it, there's just been this collective shift for everybody of just like, I'm not willing to put up with stuff anymore. Like I'm just, there's like, I, I just, we need to do the things that are going to make us happy. And I think that seeing how quickly life can change or life can be taken away in such a dramatic way is just like, yeah, it's just really shifted things. And I think it's really made us more clear about a lot of us rather more clear or more questioning about what our priorities are, you know? Um, so I guess, yeah, I just, I love that that is really hopefully normalizing for a lot of people. If they're just like in this crisis mode of like, oh my gosh, like I went to school for so long and I thought I wanted to do this thing and now I'm not really happy. And you know, what if I, if I leave this job, that means I'm like, quote unquote quitting. And it's like, mm. you and I have talked about that as like, you know, a number of times is like, what is that? Like almost like mean about you as a person, you know, yeah. and it's, and it doesn't have to mean anything. It's just a thing. And like, you can like, for me, like I've stepped away from clinical practice because of running the company and I moved and all this stuff. And and it's like, I've, I've had a lot of feelings about it. And it's like, you know what? I can always go back. I can go back another time. Like I've actually been interested in going back lately, but it's like only because I gave myself space, you know, think about, yeah. I actually miss it, you know, and I want to do this thing. And it doesn't mean, yeah, it just doesn't mean anything about us, what choices we make. Yeah. 
it's like that question to ask yourself, what are you making this mean? Mm-hmm. And, um, and what's funny is, and I, I don't know if it's because I'm, you know, a perfectionist kind of people pleaser, teacher's pet type, which I think, you know, many of us, many who are listening or yeah. can probably relate to, but, um, I have all this self-judgment about my choices and some of it is reflected in, in real experience. And, um, and so I actually like have been through this process before, interestingly enough, because as we've talked about, I'm a second degree nurse, right? So I have, um, in undergrad, I, um, studied two things. I studied Italian language and I studied violin because growing up, like my thing, <laughs> I had, I had a couple things growing up. Like one mm-hmm. of them was playing violin. The other one was like being the smart kid. Um, and so it was kind of like the expectation for me was to go to college and to study violin and to become a music teacher. Mm-hmm. Right. Obviously like that's mm-hmm. just the obvious thing to do. So that was the path. And that's what I did for four years until like, I realized that in my first education course, I was like, Oh, I don't want to, I don't want to be a music teacher. So mm-hmm. <laughs> I ended up going like the performance path instead of the education path. But my senior year getting ready to graduate was when I decided to apply to nursing school. And I dealt with that and, uh, that, you know, self-criticism of, you know, Oh, Amanda, are you just going to throw away Mm -hmm. two degrees that you have? And like, I even heard that verbatim from one of my faculty (gasps) members who was like, you are throwing away all this work. You are throwing away this talent of yours. You're, you're throwing this away to pursue something else. Um, and so like, I think that's part of like, it just got like ingrained in my head. Right. And so that, um, is, is part of this self-criticism. And then, you know, when I stepped away from clinical practice during COVID, I dealt with a big struggle with, with all Mm -hmm. of that. And Mm -hmm. part of it, mom, I hope you're not listening to this is from my (laughs) mom who who, you know, would say like, oh, but you have to keep, you know, mm. this isn't forever. You have to keep your skills fresh. Yeah, that's she a just common retired narrative. from being a nurse yeah. forever. Yeah. Um, and like, even to this day, like mm-hmm. with all that I have to show for myself and my accomplishments and in my, in my field with my own business and kind of everything that I've done, it's still like, oh, are you keeping your skills fresh, you know, you're not going to have any credibility if you don't actually Mm. practice. Mm. Um, and, and that hurts. Right. But that's also like a script that is in my head and, um, and is a frequent, you know, piece of my own self judgment and self criticism. You know, what are you all going to think of me? Do Mm -hmm. I not have any credibility anymore? Because, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because I'm not in the trenches Uh, and I've, I've chosen to have, you know, a cushy clinical job that I have 100% control over. And then, you know, another full-time job that's really not clinical at all. Um, Totally. And I I really appreciate being so candid about that because like, it's such a narrative, I think in our profession where it's like, that's like, that's like the line it's like said in the same way. It's like, I don't know where that script came from, but keeping your skills up like every, you know what I mean? Like your credibility and keeping your skills up, like that's just such a, such a narrative. And I think it's really important that we talk about that stuff because yes, on the one hand, you know, um, when I am, for example, like in COVID, um, peak COVID when all the medications, you know, were coming out, um, of like treatments and stuff like that. Um, uh, it was just like, 
yeah, it, like it would come to me, you know, much faster off the top of my head if I was prescribing that medicine every single day. Right. But it's like, oh, okay. You know, like we, whether it's myself or it's somebody else, like once you become a nurse practitioner, you have a skill set, you have a knowledge base and medicine changes all the time. Right. And yeah. then we get to step back in if we want to. Right. So there's like that factual aspect. And then it's like, also, this is just a narrative and a script and a judgment that our profession has, and it doesn't mean anything about anybody. So, so yeah, I, I, um, yeah, I just, I really, I really feel like I'm, I'm very hopeful that people, what I'm noticing is like, I feel like people are making more self-honoring choices. And I just really hope that that trend continues where it's not just about the grind, about following a script, about, you know, doing what is, you know, quote unquote, you're supposed to do. Um, and that people can just make the choices that make them happy. Right. Because that's like the fast track to burnout. If you add, if you add everything that's happened, I just feel like my threshold, it seems like everybody else's threshold is much lower for, I don't, I think I have an E rating on this podcast, so I'm going to try not to swear <laughs> like BS basically, <laughs> but, um, yeah, it's, yeah, I, I guess I'm, I guess I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful about that. And yeah, I don't know. It just feels like a weird time. I don't know. Yeah. feels like something's coming. Hopefully, hopefully something's going to shift. Are you into astrology things? I feel like you're a little bit. No, into not at, what? Not at all. Okay. You can feel free to educate. Not because I like, <laughs> don't like it. I just, it's like not on my radar. You okay, know, like so I'm, was... I'm a Leo. That's all I could tell you about astrology. <laughs> like okay, literally is... all I can tell you. <laughs> this is like a totally like total turn on the usual stuff we talk about, but just real quick, I'm going to put in something. Uh, there's an app called the pattern. Um, it's a paid app, unfortunately, but I think you should definitely check it out. And it's talking about kind of like these big events that have happened and, and stuff for this year. And, you know, obviously, uh, what is that power of suggestion or something like mm. people can be influenced by that. Right. But I just, I feel like I've felt a lot of things coming. I'm just, you know, a very sensitive person, but you should definitely, you should definitely. So are you feeling out. some good things coming? Because I hope so. <laughs> I think that's what I'm hoping. I think that's what I'm hoping. Um, I'm deciding how candid to get on this. Um, I do a lot of woo-woo stuff. I do a lot more woo-woo things than I kind of talk about um, with Real NP, but there are some, maybe I can share with you separately because I don't know if that's the vibe of people listening, but um, yeah, there are, some, there are some things that have me feeling more hopeful. So Okay, good. Good. I, I'm eager to hear those. Um, totally. <laughs> those things. Totally. Um, and you know what? I think actually... Um, I don't know if there's anything to say on this, but I'm just thinking about when this is going to come out. And I think it's the plan is probably after the new year, we're going to take a little, well, at this point when it's been released, there will have been a kind of a pause at the end of December and leading into the new year. And I feel like there's always this vibe of like fresh start. Um, and so something just popped into my head about that. And I don't know, do you have any thoughts about that? Like with the new year or I don't know, just, I don't know, just any thoughts, any guidance, any wisdom, any yeah, you're still I, just in a wait and see phase. I mean, I'm just, I mean, I just feel like you have so much, you know, that's why I'm like, just trying to like pull it out of you. And you're just like, I don't know, but you know, I, know. I, I feel like I have always been that person mm. to be like, what's next? What's mm -hmm. the next big thing? What, mm -hmm. what am I working towards next? What's mm -hmm. the next thing to conquer? Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, over the past couple months specifically, I've been trying to make a conscious effort to, instead of saying what's next to say, mm -hmm. what's enough. Um, yeah. and so that's like the question that I'm asking myself right now. Like I don't have to be focused on what my next big career move is or my mm -hmm. next big accomplishment, but rather, you know, 
what's, what's enough, what's enough money, what's enough work, what's enough in kind of all different aspects, because, you know, I, I'm really trying to be more, more present and more satisfied, um, which is difficult for me. It does not easily. Um, so that's kind of, that's, that's the next big thing for me to conquer is, (laughs) (laughs) is, um, you know, getting to the point where I am satisfied. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, yeah. And I've been doing, um, a bunch of like, I mean, I've talked with you about this, but liberation work with, um, we Duran and I can link to her stuff. She's amazing. But, um, yeah, I mean, that's one of the things we've talked about is that this like hustle culture, hustle mentality, kind of constant achievement is really just a, um, it's just a, it's a, it's like a tool that keeps us separated from who we are and our humanity and what fulfills us and what makes us actually really happy. So Mm -hmm. yeah, centering joy and peace and fulfillment sounds really lovely. So yes. Thank you so much for chatting with me. This is very off the cuff and very impromptu. So I appreciate all your wisdom always, but yes, um, thanks for having me. Yeah. Whenever you want to come back, maybe we'll, we'll do some regular stuff. We were chatting some stuff before, but yeah, times are weird. So, (laughs) (laughs) well, you know where to find me. I'm always up for it. I get to dust off my microphone and uh, I won't put it too far away. Cool. Thank you. That's our episode for today. Thank you so much for listening. Make sure you subscribe, leave a review, and tell all your NP friends so together we can help as many nurse practitioners as possible give the best care to their patients. If you haven't gotten your copy of the ultimate resource guide for the new NP, head over to realworldnp.com guide. You'll get these episodes sent straight to your inbox every week with notes from me, patient stories, and extra bonuses I really just don't share anywhere else. Thank you so much again for listening. Take care and talk soon.